Okay, and a very warm welcome back to the Bar Stewards Inquiry. Must apologise for us being non-runners last week. It was my fault. I had dental surgery and I was completely unable to talk. Some people might think that's a blessing in disguise, but uh, it wasn't for me. It wasn't a barrel of laughs, let's put it that way. But we're back and we're here to preview a fantastic weekend of racing, both sides of the sea. We've got Newbury, Newcastle, and across the sea in Ireland, we have got Fairy House, fantastic card there on Sunday, the second day of their two-day meeting. Obviously at Newbury, we're going to be previewing the Labricks Trophy, or the Hennessy, as I like to call it, fighting fifth at Newcastle. Before we start, we've got a few listeners' questions. And as always, I'd like to introduce the two gentlemen with me. We've got John Lang of John Joe's Blogspot on Facebook and Lee Keys of systembet.co.uk. John, you had a good day today? Yes, I managed to brand pink fountain truffles. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Top shout. I, I'm only worth following after the 25th of every month, by the look of things at the minute. But, <laughs> Must be like a lucky day or something. I think it's just a case of um, totally switched off at the start of the month. I'm going to have to start and concentrate on this. Otherwise, people's going to be putting contracts out on me, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Don't think we quite got there yet, John. It's, it's a bit extreme. Mm. Uh, uh, let's start off with some listeners' questions. Um, yeah, and these were sent in to us last week, uh, so we'll be addressing them now. Uh, one from Michael Toms on Twitter. And he says, hi all, is there a media bias against smaller trainers when plots are landed? Uproar over Ronan McNally and to a certain extent Phil Kirby, but one of JP's is laid out and wins, no headlines. No headlines that question the integrity of the sport, same with Sir Mark Prescott. Michael, I would say, yes, you are bang on the money. <laughs> Lee? <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, you, you, you've, the, the bigger they are, the, the, the more untouchable they are in racing. It's probably one of the only sports I, I know where you, you can you can absolutely, you know, pull someone's trousers down and you know and get away with it because of who you are in racing. But the but the poor lads at the bottom and I yeah. mean the, the BHA sort of set the mark for that because you've seen it in races just when jockeys ride. If it's a if it's a big jockey, nothing said. If it's a yeah. poor seven pound amateur. 21 day ban, you know, yeah. etc. Throw the book, you know. Um, and, and I think that's that's just, yeah, that's, that's how it is. Yeah, it's, um, it's, I always find that um, this racing is quite indicative of society in general, really, isn't it? <laughs> Pre- pretty, pretty much. The current, the <laughs> Especially at planet. the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And um, John, I know you, you'll love this question. Um, what, what are your thoughts on this? Well, in the main, um, the smaller trainers are just easier targets, they're less likely to kick up a fuss. Um, I don't know if anybody remembers when Michael Stout ran a horse called Florimund at Windsor. It was the third run for the Mark syndrome. And uh, this horse had been ridden three times by somebody who only had three mounts all season called Stephen Davis. He was on the apprentice to Henry Cecil's. And to be perfectly honest, the horse would have got a better ride if the jockey had no arms. <laughs> <laughs> and Stouty was charged there, uh, I think it was about 40,000 that they found him. Um, but it, it, it looked at one point like he was going to take a JSA bait out of Parkman Square and demolish the place. 
It was absolutely incandescent, and if you saw the, the race, there was zero defence whatsoever for it. It was appalling. Um, then, of course, he went and won with his handicapped debut as well, which was just really cocking a proper snook at him, you know. Um, yeah. uh, with regard to Prescott, um, I, I was thinking it, it might be a, a new thing, this, where maybe like the last 10 years where... He hadn't been uh, running them over anything like a trip, you know, maybe giving them two over five, one over six, and then first time out over ten furlongs the following year, you know? Yeah. So I, I thought, well, I'll have a look at some Eber horses just out of curiosity. And um, if you go back, like, ten years to, like, one of the likes of Mustardier and my incarnation, Dirac on the Eber, uh-huh. Um, they were the only three in that 10-year period that actually won over trips less than 10 furlongs. They all won over a mile. Now, that was, there, was, there was three there, but um, you go back a bit further, 1990 to 2000, and out of those um, able winners, you could only find one far ahead that was Les Ayres. The rest of so it... It's got a bit better, if anything. Um, oh. Hasten to add, Prescott's Eva winner, uh, one of 92, which I thought was interesting as well, because he wouldn't get in now. Um, Tuning made a handicap debut off 102 when that one won. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. So, I mean, if, if you're lining one up for a decent handicap, there's, there's not a lot to be gained from strangling them. I think the galling thing is when they're starting off 48 and winning six, yeah, <laughs> it's a bit like um, when you see one sort of getting strangled with a festival handicap in mind, and then you find out that actually they they've done too good a job, and they and they missed the cut by about ten or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that does happen a lot in cases of the horses running in green and gold colours. Of course, now I mean we had a classic this week, didn't we, Mick Pasta? Yeah. Oh, so, I mean that was just. That was so blatant that even Mr. Magoo would have seen it. Um, nothing gets said, and yet the um, the gamble at um, Hexham was was all over the pages. You know, it's 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 certainly it's certainly bizarre. Um, a good question here from Invicta Capital: How widespread is betting amongst jockeys, and is it more prevalent on the all weather or national hunt? Um, <laughs> Gents, what, what's your take on this? John, I'll go to you first. Well, we're pretty certain Thick Dave doesn't do it, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, I mean, uh, we've more or less got that from the horse's mouth. Um, obviously, it goes on, doesn't it? You, you know, I mean, uh, and what, why wouldn't it, you know? Yeah, yeah. But the BHA, really, I mean, couldn't catch cold. No. So, I mean, they're not going to catch somebody with a punter. Yeah. There's very, very little chance. Um, possibly more chance if we've got somebody laying one for them on Betfair. But as regards, if they have somebody betting for them, I, I don't think there's a cat in hell's chance of them catching yeah. anybody unless they're utterly, utterly stupid. Yeah, exactly. And they go to Mumbai or something and get on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> Even then chances are they wouldn't be able to do anything. <laughs> they'd end up as ambassadors on some sort of 
racing show our channel or something. <laughs> Classic, John. <laughs> Lee, what, what's your take on this? Yeah, I mean, most, most, it's pretty common knowledge that most jockeys have got punter, punters and, yeah. and, and, and doing business for them. It's also pretty common knowledge that, you know, some jockeys own a few and some jockeys even train a few. Um, it's been, been, been sort of, you know, he's done the rounds you yes. know, for a long time. And, and it's just how it is. It's, I mean, to be honest, I, I, I will defend jockeys a lot more these days in terms of uh, laying on the exchanges because the, the liquidity is less for starters. And, you know, there is a paper trail there. And the, 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 I'm, I can sense a bit of fear among some jockeys doing that to a degree these days, especially yeah. like on the, on the old weather meetings where, you know, the old, oh, can you take us a monkey out of this one? Can, can, can you lay this one for a, for a grand or whatever? It's not possible to do so now, especially if they're eight, nine, ten to one. You don't think it's fair then, Lee, and not being thick? Well, <laughs> I, I think, I think, I mean, it's a case of, it's, it's the, the, the main livelihood is, 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 is riding horses. And yeah. they know the one, the one, the one way they can get caught and lose their license. Like like we've seen from the past, Gary Carter, uh, Eddie Ahern, you know, you 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 you, you there's, there's examples of you know they, they will they will get you if if the paper trail is conclusive, and the problem is with punters or some punters, it's not necessarily the jockey that's thick, it's the punters that are thick yeah. and 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 tell people and then do it for too much themselves. Their average bet is like hundred pounds, but then all of a sudden they're taking a grand out of one at Wolverhampton on a, on a Saturday night. It's it sticks out, and then you know, and I've known, I've known stories of where the BHA have actually felt collars of jockeys without it going public. So they've said, "You do that again, and you know, we're, we're going to have you," kind of thing. So that that also goes off where the BHA actually know, and they warn the jockey first and say, "Any more of this, and you know, that's it." Yeah. Kind of, so yeah. Just while you're on the subject of Gary Carter, there, Lee, I'll just point out. He could have actually made it as a rally driver. Took me from Thirst to Gosforth Park once, and it was like an hour and 35 minutes. Unbelievable, yeah. and the traffic was tasty as well. We, we were on the grass at one point. <laughs> and uh, tremendous effort. Was it like hanging onto the dashboard, like with the, with the knuckle, like literally a white knuckle ride? I had a lot of confidence in him until we were on the embankment. Then we were tilted at forty-five degrees, going about seventy. It was a bit airy. <laughs> so it yeah, was just tremendous driver. <laughs> How many did you smoke on the way, John? About fifteen. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Well, uh, round off the questions with um, a question from um, Carl Swanson. As a big fan of National Hunt Racing, do you think it's in decline? Trainers this side of the water seem to wrap everything in cotton wool, saving their horses for the big week in March, whilst Irish trainers run theirs more frequently and still win at the festival. I do think National Hunt Racing is in decline, yes, sadly. Um, I do think it is, and in fact, in another 10, 15 years, I wonder, will we have National Hunt Racing at all? Um, I think there's lots of factors at play. Um, one definitely think is it, it's going to be um i i think that once you sort of let um people like P 
pester and things like that dictate to you. Um, there are obviously certain things in national animation you don't want to see. Um, nobody wants to see horses flogged to death. Nobody wants to see horses crawling home in the mud. Um, nobody wants that. Nobody wants to see horses being abused, anything like that, not at all. Um, but we're talking about a society now where programs like Allo Allo are banned, um, Little Britons being banned. And I think that it's just the way that everything's going. I think that National Hunt Racing will be considered in the eyes of general society. I think National Hunt Racing will be considered to crawl. And I, I do think that it, I do think that certainly within my lifetime, I'll see it go. Um, guys, I don't know what you think about that, John. I'd agree with you, Catherine. I think um, racing probably made a fairly big mistake when it decided maybe 20 years ago to put so much stock in the Grand National as its showcase day. Uh -huh. um, because 20 years ago, the Grand National was always going to be a problem. Yeah, yeah. Um, probably not to racing people, but it was going to be a problem to the fanatics that stand outside entry. Yeah, with the gravestones. Yeah, um, all that sort of thing. And it's, I mean, it, it's not an Eddie Fair spectacle when you, you, you're seeing a horse doing a nose dive at beaches. Yes. All the rest of it, you know, I mean, nobody likes to see that. But it was part and parcel of the race. And when you look out of handed to these people, watching that race down. I mean, it's like a fixed bush hurdle race now. Yeah, yeah. And the problem being with that, once, as you say, Catherine, once you open the door to these people, yeah. they won't stop until it stops. Yeah. And, I, and yeah. I think that that would be their ultimate. I, I think they'd want to be a flat racing as well, given the choice, you know I mean? Yeah, but yeah. We have this thing in their heads about Horse is just being left to run free, you know, and you know, turn all the fur of reds loose and they can all meander over the meadows, oh, no, yeah, yeah. you know, and then forget about the blisters that they get just from being exposed to normal weather all the time. The rain's cold, everything else, yeah. yeah. I mean, that's you know, that's, that's horrendous for a horse. Isn't it? I mean, they've done what we do every year and they give out from two idiots. Yeah, you know, I think you know they've only got you just. I think they think that these people, like you say, should be just sort of wandering. But they could have took the RSPC here to get stuffed. Yeah, and they could have still altered the race, but yeah. they could have been seen to tell the RSPC here to get stuffed. Yeah. Um, and the RSPC here keep coming at them. They say, "Well, look, we're improving our stats. Get get stuffed again." Yeah, yeah. I mean. There were some horrific scenes at um, Beaches, yeah. in, especially sort of in the in the late eighties, um, like Dark Ivy. Yeah, Ivy. Yeah. Um, I mean, going back a bit further, like some Bo Bob, you know. I mean, yeah, Alton. Beaten in seventy five. I mean, what Jeremy Glover was doing, continuing, you know. I mean, that's yeah. the race. Kicks it into Beaches, rock on the inside. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's and nobody wants nobody wants to see that. I hate seeing. You don't luckily see it very often. No. Nobody wants to see a horse out the back, clearly, absolutely not in love with the game, not enjoying it, being sort of you know, not being called no. up. No, nobody. I, 
you know, that's that. But yeah. what Petter and the RSPCA mm. make you get their heads round is if they actually got their wish, they would need to invest in a massive sale of JCB and a gun. <laughs> I think they just think that you can just, the yeah. thing is, it's just lack of knowledge on that. I think they think that you can just turn a horse out in any paddock. Yeah. Or, or in any field and they obviously they don't know the dangers to horses no. you know i mean i'm not getting in too much into horse hu husbandry here but I, they've got no idea what is actually dangerous to horses mm. and the fact they think they think that they can just sort of they think it's like the prairies and the horse be okay without you know shelter or blankets or anything like that but it's i mean it's hard bloody work looking after a horse it really is it's just not, not just talking about a racehorse, hard work looking after any horse, but yeah, I, I do think it's at, at the end of a very long winded answer. I do think it's a decline. Lee, what, what are your thoughts? I think you two have really summed it off extremely well. Um, it, I always find every year, say on social media, for some reason after the Grand National, I always end up trying to defend the sport to oh. idiots basically. Um, yeah. that have no knowledge whatsoever and just jump your know, bandwagon jumpers. and. Oh. And it's usually a wasted day because you, you get trolled, you get abused. Um, yeah. But to a degree, I, I do concede, it, it does get very difficult to defend national hunt racing because it's, it is a tough sport. And as we know, they are trek like royalty. The, the, the horses are, are fantastically looked after. Um, but it does get difficult to defend uh, fatalities and, and and especially if it's a big race and it's on and, and what the news channels as well now are all on side yeah. with Petter and RSPCA. Okay. If they won't celebrate the 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 the, the festival or the they, they will immediately focus on the on the one horse that's that's sadly you know met, yeah. its, met, met, met a nasty fate and 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 that's why it is an uphill task. But well summed up, yeah. You won't get anyone on a news channel who will ask somebody from Petter or the RSPCA pertinent question. Yeah. That's the problem. Someone will have the one to interview them and they'll sit there and give them a bloody good listening to. Yeah. And that's that's the issue as well, you know. It's, it's so one-sided. And I mean, the people that prepare to run our game, <laughs> just, well, you know, I mean, they don't want to fall out with anybody, you know. No. They've been kicked out of Sanders, they've had enough in their lives, you know, they just want a nice, quiet little course towards a pension. Yeah, I mean, um, I think the other day when we were chatting, the, uh, the Monty Python's Upper Class Twitter of the Year competition fits it quite well, doesn't it, really? Absolutely. Um, yeah, and, that, and sadly, that's what it is. Um, but anyway, let's move on. Let's look at the fantastic racing this weekend. We'll start with Newbury. We'll start with the feature event, the Labrooks Trophy, the Hennessy to all of us ones of a certain vintage. Um, I'll, I'll start. So, yeah, I, I thought that I was going half mad fancying the horse that I did. Um, <laughs> but having, <laughs> having spoken to you, John, I realised that I might only be a touch mad. But to me, Black Op of Tom George has been absolutely crying out for this sort of trip, his whole career. Didn't run too badly against Imperiora at Carlisle last time out. Trip blatantly too short for him. He's He has mixed it in grade one company. Came second uh, to Slate House Kempton at three miles. And Kempton, as we know, uh, a fairly easy three miles. I think three mile two would be right up his street from everything that I've seen from him so far. And he's around the nine to one mark. So that is going to be my main bet in the feature race tomorrow at Newbury. 
John, I think you're thinking along the same lines. I want this racing man for this barrel-chested grinder since boxing <laughs> there last year, really. Um, I was delighted to see Tom Naismith didn't have a winner this afternoon. Um, <laughs> showed himself in fantastic form. I think Bloody good bloke. I think, like yourself, Catherine, I think he's got his taste done. Um, it looked like a refurbished cemetery when he was getting in the real um, he's obviously he's he's aware of the photo ops tomorrow, and uh, he, he he knows he's going to be on the premises with laptop. Oh, that's good to know. I, I I didn't notice the teeth today. Um, just like to say, mine didn't look like tombstones. I I did just have you know dental normal dental surgery. <laughs> um, but yeah. I, I, th- I, th- I thought the organ had escaped from Westminster Cathedral at one point. I am glad to see the, the um, table amongst the winners out. And I do think that um, Jonathan Burke is, is, is riding extremely well at the moment. Um, for John can say anything else that might get us into trouble, Lee, what's your fancy for that? <laughs> <laughs> um, I think, I think, to be fair, you you have both found the the one that it's strangely for a nine year old that actually could still be like have some leeway in yeah. his mark of hundred and fifty. Yes. Like, like you've said, it, it's quite a strange renewal because a lot of the the, the market uh, fancies the conditional Kirisart vindication. They've all sort of met each other and beat each yeah. other, then got beat by the next. So I I, I think yeah, I would be boring and kind of sort of agree I, I hate i hate it when we do all agree but because they usually get beat but <laughs> we can't just say actually even though we didn't do a pod last week it was actually probably a blessing in disguise there oh. that that we didn't i mean i don't think i've ever backed so many fallers as i did um last weekend i know that i know that you were the same lee yeah. uh, lee and deck far before one o'clock yeah <laughs> I mean, I, lit- I literally, I literally lost an ice cream van on last Saturday. I mean, I mean, it, it was that bad. Five, five fallers in forty-five minutes. I had it was just, it was just rough. Ah, yeah, that's the thing. sport hurts, you know. It is. I, I just, I got so sick of watching Haydock because it was such an abomination that in the end, and I was feeling like crap anyway. The day after surgery, I was feeling horrendous, and I just thought, I can't, I can't take this anymore. I actually, yeah. I turned, I turned it off and. But I think Lee, you tweeted something about um, <laughs> Satan. Was it like was it oh, Satan? Was it, it like, was, it, it, was, yeah. yeah, it was. It was a day handed down by Satan. You know, yeah. to all the bad people yeah. in life, and obviously I was one of them. So. Yeah, I'm, I, yeah. I, I, I was left thinking I must have been very wicked somewhere along the line to have a Saturday like I did. Um, yeah. yeah, excellent. I'm, I'm glad that we all agree. So it's black up for all of us in the, uh, in the Hennessy. Um, looking at the uh, supporting card, um, Lee, your fancies on the rest of the card? Um, on the, on the supporting race at Newbury, yeah, I'll cover it off fairly brief. Um, Twelve ten at Newbury, I felt that's the mayor's hurdle. Um, I know you, Catherine, do like Brian Ellison's mayor. Um, 
the the one that uh, won at Hyde, yeah. Mrs. Hyde, yeah. Look, he, he, she's really thriving under Brian, and, and, and with mares, I think that's important when they start to thrive because sometimes you know their, their attitude is all there. But this this mare is really kind of going places, really tough. But I think she'll struggle with the penalty in this. And yeah, I the, do. The, the the one I did like was the ex Brian Ellison Ellison train runner. Uh, a horse with no name of Nicky Henderson's because th- they've always thought the world of this and obviously I mean no disrespect to Brian but it's a it's a quality trainer move and it's I mean to, to say he's going for the stars first time up no no prep he could have he could have placed this mare in any sort of mm-hmm. you know back 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 end novice hurdle at, at, a, at a gas track but he's, he's he's come straight here and I think that's significant there um so that in the mayor's race um and the other horse i liked at newbury that afternoon quite a lot was the previous winner of the um P- peter at sir peter also living handicap chase cap course first time wind up um paul nichols obviously uh thought the world of this horse before um it, it you know it basically had a had a problem um and it was so impressive in this off a mark of 128 uh, beating uh, Brell and Dar, um, mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I just think off 138 still, there's a lot of leeway in that mark, and I know it's a long absence, but I really yeah, do yeah. think that this will be primed for this race. Yeah, exactly. You, you're talking about um, they would be absolutely spot on for this. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm fancying Cap Car strongly myself. I was, yeah. I, I was going to ask actually, what the hell's going on with these colours tomorrow? I think it's because it's really weird, isn't it? But I, I thought they all had to wear um, Sir Peter's old colours, but it seems I, it's different. I'm only, I'm, well, I'm, I'm kind of assuming it's giving Jay Pay the opportunity if he wins it to go on the telly and say he backed his 25 to 1 <laughs> three weeks ago. <laughs> Sir Peter tradition, you know? It must have, I mean, imagine I don't know who the commentator is at Newby tomorrow, but imagine that would be a bloody nightmare. Um, yeah, I, th- I, I, I thought they all had to wear them, but um, yeah, it's a bit confusing. Um, Not a good idea, is it? No. Especially if it's a bit of a dull day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the fog comes down. That, that should that should be. Fog fun, comes yeah. down, and all that's all that's showing is the yellow flash. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like a high vis could be quite interesting, couldn't it? Oh, well, uh, well, whatever wins, I'm going to try and get paired out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no okay so brilliant two positive mentions for cat course there um in the the intermediate hurdle um sebastopol obviously we were all quite sweet on him for the great one before the ground um made him a non-runner um i know lee you are quite sweet on marie's rock and of course she does have the benefit of the wind off and has to give her a bit of weight. Um, it, this is this is quite a tasty little contest, isn't it? Yeah, um, I mean, Marie's Rock for me, I, I think, does look a, a, a sort of a candidate for uh, the, the mayor's race, maybe at the festival, something like that. Um, I don't know where they'll go with that. I do think she's a lot better than 141. I think she's a quality mayor, but I do I do like Sebastopol. Yeah, I like Sebastopol. Yeah. But, but I will stress, I do like the handy runner there. When the ground's on the on the sort of sounder side, are good or, or it's, I don't I don't know how it's road to be honest today. To be honest, but it did seem to suit the front end today a little bit. I yeah. Um, 
so I, I don't want them to be too negative with Sebastopol. Um, if they were, that would be a be a negative. But be interested anyway to see Marie's rock and to see where she fits for the rest of the season. But if she won that well, then you'd be thinking they'd be they'd be going for the mayor's hurdle. I would have thought. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, going back to the the mayor's event that kicks off the card here, I do quite like the Irish rider uh, rider Raider Politess. Um, I thought she showed absolutely solid form in Ireland last year. Interesting, she comes over for this, and I think in future she's going to be like a real decent staying mare. I think the pedigree certainly suggests that. I think that the fact that um, Mrs. Mrs. Hyde's got to give her weight, I think she's absolutely top class. Um, so maybe having a little speculation on the test tomorrow. Um, anything else to mention on the Newbury card before we move on? Um, no, I think that's oh. about it. Yeah. Okay, so um, we shall move on to Newcastle. Um, do you remember when this used to be a really, really good card? Yes. It's kind of like it's it's quite disappointing now, isn't it? I, yes. I think it's quite disappointing now. I sort of remember the old days when they were both on BBC One in the afternoon in the eighties, and you know they they were kind of both really top billing. I remember Bird's Nest used to win the fight in February after saying <laughs> yeah on the spin, didn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, um, not a betting contest for me in the fighting fifth. I don't know if you guys can see any danger to Epitante. Not really. Um, but basically, because the ground on, on good ground, it's all become. I mean, that that mare has got. Uh, speed and and she's very quick uh, mm-hmm. hurdles and on good ground I, I, I can't really see any I mean Sir Royal's admirable really eight year old it feels like it's twelve years old yeah been around since you know nineteen whatever but but yeah Epiton I think it's boring but I, I just yeah it's, I can't see anything having the gears to, to beat her really yeah, yeah. yeah and especially with the allowance as well. Um, I so, on lad might run well. Um, I don't know if he, uh, but that was at the, the Friday stage, but I, I, I couldn't put anybody else at there, to be honest. Yeah, okay. Anything at Newcastle that's um jumping out to you guys? Um, well, possibly a mention for um, uh, <coughs> Brian Ellison's in the, the 130. Uh, uh, Baron de Middleton. I, I was really surprised that Brian ran him um, over two miles on his reappearance when he, he basically looks a three miler to me. Um, and he ran well, really, to, to, you know, mm. only five lengths behind Phlegmatic. Um, I mean, over hurdles, you know, Brian <coughs> ran him over two six. Uh, he won over two four. Um, so two mile reappearance. And Brian, I know he's been very bullish about this horse. Um, oh. He said he said he'd improved a lot. Um, uh, he'd had a really good summer, and he'd really, really uh, strengthened up, and uh, you know, still, still really improving. So, I found he was bullish. He thought he'd win at Carlisle, and we all said, "Well, Brian, you know, two miles, you know, the horse wants three, but and he, he gets that for the first time, and back yeah. on, you know, it could just well be that that this horse finally clicks, and if he does. And Brian, Brian's like I said, confident in the horse. 123 could be very lenient, so okay. maybe not one to go mad on, but just something to look at and consider. Yeah. Okay, um, John, anything else for you at Newcastle? I wait, what more in the 315? Um, okay. thought this absolutely cruising yeah. tru- 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 contention last time. 
probably blow up. I don't think Henry Daly's great at getting them fit first time out. Um, chances are this probably won't peak until near the air anyway. But I think I think there's definite scope for improvement with this horse. Um, okay. There's maybe a school that thought, thinks it's a bit soft. Um, but I'd, I'd be inclined to give it a chance around here. And uh, I, I think this will suit it tomorrow. It's only three to one, but I, I think it'll take a lot of bait. It's quite an interesting um, you, you don't see that many Henry Daly runners at Newcastle, do you? So it's quite an interesting foray north for him. Yeah, yeah that's true. He probably took the same year with me and thought this, this track will soak and they'll take the tighter race it's in as well. And so, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm just I'm just going to give mention to one uh, um, Doncaster has been backed um, in the last few hours. Um, probably my best of the weekend, which is a bit crazy, obviously, with the amount of decent racing going on that have gone for one on an undercard. But it was an eye catcher last time out for me. Um, Ashington um, got badly hampered in the conditional jockeys hurdle at the showcase meeting at Cheltenham. Um, finished one place um, behind. Wild Max, is it Wild Max? Have I made that name up? It's Wild Max, isn't it? Um, and he he really really caught up ground that day. Sort of came up the hill like a train to finish fourth. Uh, would have definitely been placed higher had that not met interference with the faller. Um, but absolutely top conditional on in the shape of Kevin Brogan, and I, I do think that he's he's the best of the weekend for me. Um, we will take a look now at the awesome card at Fairy House on Sunday. Um, if obviously I know people can't go to it at the moment, but if you if you're sort of looking for a really good day days racing in Ireland away from the big festivals to go to, I would say go to this meeting. It's absolutely brilliant. I've only been to it once, so really do hope to go again. Um, it, we've got um, the Grade Three Juvenile Hurdle. We've got the Royal Bond. We've got the Hatton's Grace. And we've got the Drinmore. Um, Lee, anything taking your fancy at Fairy House on Sunday? Yeah. Um, the, I mean, it's a, it's, I know there's a few uh, short prices, obviously, in the, uh, in the in the feature events. But um, I do think there's some real good betting opportunities. Yeah. Um, I've got my best bet of the um, weekend, actually, um, in the uh, 12 o'clock at Fairy House. That's the uh, Mayor's Handicap Chase. Um it is the BFG trained make my heart fly. Um, this, this is—I mean, they're so patient. The Irish. I mean, I mean, they've got—they—they they win the patience awards for any any patient thing going. I mean, it literally is. They just—they just run them, and it's—I mean, this horse has had the anchor down like for the last one, two, three, four, five, the last six runs, you know, just anchor, anchor, just, you know, it's, it's amazing. I mean, it's, smell of burning rubber all over the Republic. She, I mean, the, I, I, the Davy Russell ride at Kilbegan, for example, in July, after, after, by the way, she'd won last time out. Um, and Davy Russell, I mean, it was a masterclass. Um, anyway, <laughs> but, but, but then since then, She's, I mean, you look at her SPs, 28s, 50s, 40s, 33s. She's just been absolutely put to sleep, no effort whatsoever. And, and I, I get the feeling that, you know, this is that this that this is the race. I, I, I think this is D-Day. 
Okay. The one question mark would be, I wouldn't want it too soft. So hopefully it'll be yielding to soft rather than than, than really, really horrid ground because I, I do think she's probably better with less cut. But I do think they've had this race in mind. Okay. Um, so, yeah, Make My Heart Fly is uh, in the 12 o'clock at Fairy House. Um, and my other bet uh, uh, that uh, on, on the Sunday would be um, in the 305 race, uh, the... the uh, uh, handicap hurdle the, the the feature handicap hurdle the uh, drop the anchor um i do feel that he's been given too much um to do really some the one, one the the yeah absolutely i, I mean I, yeah, what perfect name I mean, brilliant <laughs> brilliant name um but yeah i mean when he won when he won at list all he he gave the the mullins one that he fought the fight out the finish with. He, he gave it plenty of ground and list holes. He are difficult to come from behind. Yes. And yeah. and and last time out, uh, I love his attitude as well. Great attitude. And last time out, he didn't jump very well. Um, down Royal, if you don't get into a rhythm, you can get caught a bit flat-footed because the, that downhill run before the home turn. And I, I thought he could have jumped better. And then, but he's still getting into contention. He's like a length length behind. And then, unluckily got brought down um and i think he would have gone very close really close probably beat the other one that he, he, he faces the, the winner of the race I, I think he would have won but can never say for sure but drop the anchor i felt was the uh, other uh, that's my second best bet of the weekend each way a pleasure okay there. they must have been having some laugh when they named that well it's, it's fantastic it, <laughs> i mean it suits the owner down to the ground absolutely right? yeah um John and I actually fancy another uh, <laughs> green and gold special in that. Um, he, I feel like calling him an, an old man because he, this one as well feels like he's been around a long time. He is only eight. Um, Campiador. And just thought last time out he was fourth. And, I mean, it, it really was a hilarious fourth. Um, and I put him on my my eye catchers list, and so I was quite. So I saw him lining up here, and at the moment he's twenty to one. Um, it, I am going to have to throw a little bit at that. Um, Johnny caught your eye too, didn't he? Well, this bloody thing. He's been on my tracker since God's double nineteen forty. And at least twice I've. Looked at my tracker and thought, the hell's that doing there? And I've ended up reviewing its entire career. Um, and recently, uh, as I said, they've had the drop the anchor situation and all the rest of it. And the, the fourth was, as you say, Catherine, absolutely hilarious. Yeah. Um, there's nothing to be gained now from yeah, exactly. doing anything else. I mean, when they started on my tracker, it was rated. I think 155. Um, now, the best I could ever make this was about 144, to be honest, because there was there was always situation where you could say the winner probably hadn't had to run to its best or whatever. You know, there was there was mitigation, shall we say. But since he's at that match, he's dropped down 130. Yeah, yeah. Um, sure, he's absolutely blob on last time. You know, the horse is ready. He's 20 to 1. Lee, you need to have £600 sterling on this. <laughs> I think I, I will do, actually, because I don't want to feel sick. You know, I, like, I don't want, I don't want you know, you guys getting all the cream. And it, then... would, it would be nauseating, wouldn't it? It would. So I'm going to back it, yeah. £600 sterling yeah. on Campiador at 20 to 1. 
lovely. Um, I just want to give what I mentioned in the Hatton's Grace. Obviously, Honeysuckle, uh, we know what she can do. Unbeaten, gets the allowances. I thought Rachel Blackmore just gave us such a fantastic ride at Cheltenham. Just called the race on the home turn, and that was it. She was away. I thought it was absolutely a textbook ride. But I do like Fury Road. And of course, um, today with the horse of Hobbs, whose name escapes me, Time Hill, um, obviously franking the Albert Bartlett form uh, today through Road, placed in that like Time Hill, and obviously one of the BFGs. Um, I, I really don't. I really do like Fury Road too. I think coming back in trip as well is is going to help him and. Um, very much, very much like him in the uh, in the Royal Bond. Um, you, either of you two sort of tipping anything up in the Grade Ones? Um, I did. I did take a look at Fury Road actually. Um, oh. You know, I, I certainly think there's a little bit of value there. Um, oh. Again, nothing that you can go to town with it because you're up against such a good mare, yeah. and obviously she gets the the allowance. So you you're basically fifteen pounds worse off before yeah. you before the tapes go up, but. Um, I think I think if anyone's playing that race for sport, I, I concur what you said because I, I did I did take a look at him and yeah for for the reasons you've highlighted, uh, I, I, yeah I think I think sort of around seven to one thirteen to two, little bit of value there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, John. I was just going to ask you too. How, how good do you think the Chamberlain Park horse is, Henry Allen? Um, I think he's exceptional. Yeah. Um, I think. If we are looking at a, I mean, that's that's what he's bought for, wasn't it? I, I do think you're looking at a future gold cup winner there. Yeah. Genuinely do. Um, tried to get him, <laughs> tried to get him beat on a number of occasions. Haven't, yeah, I, I do. Just think he, I do think that already he he, he falls under the words exceptional and very excited to see what what he goes on to do. And I don't think that, um, it, I think it would have been. Interesting if um, Andy Dufresne, a big fan of Andy Dufresne as well, if he he was entered in this, doesn't run. Um, but you know, I mean, he he looked in the in the Ballymore at Cheltenham, he looked like a little bit on the back foot at one point, but then just just absolutely came alive. And, and where do you see where do you see this going at Cheltenham? Is the RSA just a gimme? Oh uh, yeah, I mean, it's hard. It's hard, isn't it? Cause some people. Some people don't really like the RSA, do they? Some people like. There's a train of thought that the RSA bottoms horses. I think it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know whether, where where they will go this year, um, but I do know that twenty next year. Sorry, but I do know that twenty twenty two. You're probably looking at the Gold Cup winner there. Yeah. Should should he you know, should he stay sound? Um, yeah. Which, of course, there's no reason to think that he won't, but. Yeah. Um, interesting. I mean, whilst we're talking about the RSA, obviously, um, Minil and Indo won at Navan. Um, but I don't think that either of the opponents were really at the races. No. Um, I mean, Minil is quite a tough, quite a tough three miler. Um, I still can't watch this year's RSA. It hurts too much. <laughs> yeah. I mean, champ. 
can, can jump, can he? You know? I, I actually thought, oh my God, he's going to, you know, force going to end up on his ass. And he knew he did at one point. And then just to, to come through like that, it's just, just one of those things that could only happen at the festival, really. Um, but yeah. Um, yeah, I do. I do. Very long winter dance, so I do think he's something special. Mm-hmm. So, anything else for the weekend before we um, say goodbye? Well, that's, I think one thing we should do is give a shout out to Lace Cartoonist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who's done some fantastic ideas for us three. Um, yeah. I, I must say, John, when I discovered that fag in your mouth, it did take me about half an hour to stop laughing. I've, uh, well, I've been called Rumpole of the Bailey. Yeah. And Popeye the di- Diabetes Years. It's still better than Lisa Tarbuck, though, John. Well, yes, that was a bit of a shocker, that one. I mean, I thought you looked really, really attractive, uh, Catherine, to me. Really? Absolutely. <laughs> I wouldn't say it's my best look there, John, you know? I mean, what I've actually done, I've had some splash-proof transfers made up. They're going to shout. <laughs> um, they're going either side of the rail that I hang my Emma Ramsden soap on a rope on. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, and as for Albert Spear there as well, um, absolutely fantastic. I, I thought Lee came out the best, actually. Well, when Lee organised something, you can say Lee will come out the best. <laughs> <laughs> well, was it, was it uh, a certain Chris Stockhill that's an out like Graham Cunningham? Yeah, no, when he said that, I thought, bloody hell, he does. Oh, no. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't know if there's any Coronation Street fans listening, but I thought you looked like Richard Hillman that drove the car <laughs> the with uh, Gail and the kids in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well. Graham Cunningham or a serial killer? Yeah. <laughs> Normally all in the eyes, isn't it? That could have gone either way yeah. with Graham Cunningham, to be honest, couldn't it? That time he offered the bloke out at Chester. It yeah. Is. On the Bet South Islands over the ice cream, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> well, somebody, said, somebody said something on Betfair to him about eating an ice cream on air. Yeah. And he said, Well, come to Chester at the weekend, I'll see you're in the car park. Really? How Maybe. do I not know about this? Uh, he was a good analyst, though. I think he was sort of like, you know, in the early days of racing UK as it was then. I, 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 I thought he was, I did think he was a decent pundit. So. I, I like Graham. I, uh, yeah. That one, he enhanced his reputation as far as I was concerned. <laughs> John, John, John loves a good scrap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, to be honest, talking of fights on race, course, race courses, the worst fights I've ever seen at race courses have been at Royal Ascot. I've seen some absolute horrendous brawls. And I'm talking like in, in the car parks. There was last time I was over at Royal Ascot, 2013. There was the most horrendous brawl in the car park adjacent to the owners and trainers car park, and this poor AA man stepped in to um, try and break it up for the money to all turn on him. It was absolutely horrendous, and um, it took the police a long time to get there. But when they did, they had a field day. Failing um, that, second best fight I've seen. Uh, a race course. Too much um, testosterone and the, the marking car. powder. So um, I saw a 
fight, really weird fight at the Curra in the car park. And and I was like, look at that. You don't normally see that on Irish race courses to my friends that they're with. And they told me that they actually, they were knackers. So <laughs> there you go. Um, but yeah, that's, that's my my brief resume of, um, of fights on race courses. Maybe I should write a book. I, I once saw a bloke from Scarborough, about 70-year-old, get all the Jack Benny by the red shirt, and he was, <laughs> he was going to stick one on him. Um, Jack Benny was walking towards these two fellas, and the other fella must have known Jack Benny. And he said, do you fancy anything today, Jack? And Jack said, oh, no, mugs gave him that. And this other old lad gets hold of him, and he said, it's mugs like me keeping this game going. And I, I was sure he was going to eat him. Anyway, he didn't. <laughs> Be there, like, be there hoping that you're going to see a bit of action. <laughs> Camera phone at the ready. <laughs> and, uh, there we go. Thank you once again for listening to the Bar Stewards Inquiry. If you do get a chance to oh, view our lovely new profile picture, please do have a look. Thank you and good night. Why did you look like Welsh? <laughs> <laughs>